inside the house, there was a strong wind. And not outside, but inside. Just imagine. Listen. So you're sitting there, you're all nervous, and suddenly you're getting blown around inside the room you're in. But then something even more strange happened. No health and safety issues again here this morning. Suddenly, not only had they got the wind, but something else happened. The match went out. Not only, as someone said, the wind blew my match out, yes, but... What happened then? It was like flames appeared over the head of the disciples inside that room. Now, I think at that point, I would have been really scared. Because not only had they got this wind whooshing around them, they suddenly, a bit like that beautiful poster up there, that hanging there, like flames were appearing over the heads of the disciples. So they've gone now. They were scared. Then they've got all this wind rushing around inside the house. Then what appeared to be like flames coming over the heads of all the disciples and they start to speak out in tongues, which in fact is just languages, different languages that they didn't know they knew. And people on the outside, what's going on? There are only poor people in there and I understand what they're saying. I'm from this area, and I'm from that area. I'm from Italy. I'm from down in Iraq. I'm from Jerusalem. Yet I understand what they're saying. And it would have been amazing. Now, what I'm hoping you'll help me with this one, if you speak another language, a Spanish, German, Italian, or Slovak, or whatever, in a moment, I'd like us all just to say something out in a language. But if you don't have another language that you can use, like you've learned at school, you can use one of these. We've got ciao, which is Italian. We've got hola, which is Spanish, and all that below it is Portuguese again. We've got salut, and the Dutch there, hello. So what I'd like us to do, just to begin to get a feel of what it must have been like if we could all say it, you just choose a word, or if you've got another language that you know you can use, let's say it again. So after three, I just want you to say your word over and over again, just loudly, ready? After three, you choose one, two, three. 
Allah Chiao Salo Allah Shila Kata Shula Allah Tabed Okay. Thank you now. I think the disciples were as shocked as the people listening on the outside. Because what had actually happened is that they, the Holy Spirit, had come as Jesus promised them, landed on them, and suddenly they got confidence. We'll see what's going to happen next. Thank you, musicians. Two of the story of the birth of the Christian church. Uh, yes. This is uh, following on from the first part, Acts 2 and 14 to 21. Peter speaks to the crowd. Then Peter stood up with the eleven apostles, and in a loud voice he spoke to the crowd. My fellow Jews, he said, let me explain this to you. All of you who live in Jerusalem, listen carefully to what I say. You think these people are drunk, but they aren't. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what the prophet Joel was talking about when he said, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my Holy Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will have dreams. In those days, I will pour out my Spirit on my servants, men and women, boys and girls, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and show signs on the earth below. There will be blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark. The moon will turn red like blood. This will happen before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Muriel. So, I need some help now. Where have we got to so far? We start, where were these disciples? Anybody tell me where they were? Yes? They're in a house. And where was this place in the house? In a room. In a room. It was what they called an upper room in that part of the world at that time. And were they happy in that room when they, it all started, anybody? Were they happy? Um, nervous, but... Very good. They were nervous. They were a little bit apprehensive, weren't they? Then we heard how the Holy Spirit arrived. We had the wind in the room and we had the flames, appeared to be like flames, probably not quite like my flame, I'm pleased to say, but it appeared to be like flames resting on the disciples. My very able assistants down here have told me that they were scared. The disciples were really scared at that point. But you know, afterwards, they were suddenly very bold and courageous. And we were just listening in that reading there. But, you know, I was trying to work this one out. How could I really explain 
what it must have been like to have been there because we have never been in the situation those disciples were in at that point. They'd been with Jesus and he'd been with them, he'd helped them, he'd done everything with them and suddenly he'd gone and they're waiting and they're scared and then the Holy Spirit comes wafting and flames, just think of my top and going all everywhere. What was that like? Well, I thought, if you think today of broadband internet, the bane of my life, I'm sure it is to a lot of you, but some of you, I'm sure not quite as old as me, but may well remember when the internet first started, you had to have a dial-up. And it came through the telephone line. And if you were using the internet, you couldn't use your phone because that was giving you the power source you wanted, but it was very weak. If you wanted to download a film or a song, it could take up to 24 hours, which on one way was really good because no one could ring you at that point, and you had peace and quiet with your telephone. And then it progressed a little bit. It got a bit better, and they found you could use your phone and have the internet. Still not very good. Steve and I used to live in Lincolnshire in the middle of nowhere, and oh my life, you thought you may have had it bad here. Out there, it was almost non-existent. But then, suddenly, we had this thing called fibre. And you saw the adverts, and the fibre was, you were going to be able to download music instantaneously. It was just going to happen. I'm thinking, yeah, right. But it was faster. It was much faster. And then, I think I've got the terminology right here, we've got optic now, which is even faster, they tell me. Well, I haven't seen a great deal of evidence of that. But if you think we've gone from, in just a few years, from the dial-up that was really, really, really slow to fibre optic now, that's a bit like it must have been for the disciples. They were there scared, not really feeling they got much power about them. Then suddenly, the Holy Spirit came, and they were fiber optic, really. Suddenly, they could do what they needed to do. They had suddenly got power. And Peter, one of the disciples, finds there's a crowd gathering around them. And he starts to talk to these people. This is a man that was hiding in the upper room, was afraid to go out, and suddenly he was be able to tell everyone about Jesus. And you know, boys and girls, mums, dads, granddads, aunties, everybody, 3,000 people that day turned to Jesus. Wow. That is definitely going from fibre to fibre optic from dial-up, isn't it? From this cowering person suddenly goes out and addresses them. And he says, you think the people here had a bit too much to drink. But it's only nine o'clock in the morning. Even drunks aren't not drunk at nine o'clock in the morning, they tell me. But it is the Holy Spirit that had come on them. And he had given them 
the ability to be able to go out and preach and do his work. But you know, that's all well and good. What about today? You know, if the first disciples needed that help, we certainly do. Just turning the radio on this morning, horrendous news again. Two weeks ago, terrible car crashes and things, and we need that power as much today as it was then. But you know something? The good news of that passage that we've heard today, that Jesus will come into your life today if you ask him. Simple. It's, there's no two ways about it. You ask him, he will come into your life. So, you know, if you've never trusted Jesus as your friend and saviour, I can tell you today he will do that if you ask him. And you've just heard Muriel read in Acts 2.21 where it said, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's not if or maybe, it's definite. So if you're in that position today and you think, I would like to call upon the name of the Lord and I would like him to be, give me the power to be courageous and go out and be a witness to him, I wonder if you'd like to say this prayer with me. I think we will all be saying the prayer if we say it out loudly together, but as a reaffirming for those people who already know Jesus. But if you've never done that before, and you would be interested and want to know Jesus as your saviour, let's just say this prayer together, shall we? Lord Jesus Christ, I realise I have sinned in my thoughts, words and actions. There are also many things I have not done. I am sorry for what I have been and turn away from everything I know to be wrong. You gave your life on the cross for me. I am grateful and give myself to you. Please come into my life. Be my saviour and make me clean. Come in as my Lord and control me. Come in and my... With your help, all the days of my life. Amen. But you know, come back to that shortly, but many of you are going to be sitting here and thinking, but I, I am a Christian. I am born again. I am a friend of Jesus. What about me? You know, I was really stirred up reading this Acts again. I love Acts. It's such an exciting book. Cover to cover, I could just keep reading it. And then it made me think, wow. Wow. Just the amazing things that went on at that time. You know, God will continue to fill believers with his Holy Spirit, day in, day out. <coughs> it's not just something that you need to do just the once. Every day we should be asking God to refresh us. 
because it's like having water in a glass. It goes stale. And we need to keep being refreshed with what God can do for us. So if you've already trusted Jesus and you think, actually, I would really like a bit of a refreshing Lord, you've really spoken to me this morning, at the end of the service, come down here. Someone will pray with you about the ongoingness of being filled day in and day. Because John 7.37 says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. And you know, we as born-again Christians can be thirsty. We can need that bit of refreshing. And that opportunity is there for you today. May we sing our next song. We're going to sing a song now which is called Prayer is Like a Telephone, which I understand the children have been doing in their work together. Now, I'm wondering if someone can come and help if they do actions to this. Hi. And, you know, so many real truths in that. Prayer is like a telephone. You just pick it up and you can talk to God. Thank you.